ready? Lori's here. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome. You wrote a book, and I have to ask, why did you title it Dating? What the fuck? Because that is what I feel, is the question. What the fuck? (laughs) Dating. Like, that's what it means to me. Those four words for that title came in three seconds. Wow. I just, I mean, I've never been married, 49. So I've been dating in between significant relationships on and off for 30 years. So I definitely have experienced it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, more the bad and the ugly than the good. And uh, I figured it was time to write about it. So I decided to. Okay. All right. So so let's talk about the book itself. Um, I'm hearing that it's, it's brutally honest, and and I, I gather it's brutally honest from your perspective of, of what dating was like for you, right? Well, it actually does have some of my stories, but there's a lot of statistics. There's a lot of history of dating. There's a lot of articles that I quoted that I make comments on. So it's not just all my perspective or all my experiences. It's kind of a book full of all different types of information. Okay. Well... We have a panel here of uh, men and women across the country, and we're going to get into, they they probably have some questions. Uh, They're going to challenge you, Lori, and they're going to dissect everything you have said in your book. All right. (laughs) In in hopes of somebody getting their ass off the fence this evening. (laughs) That might be one of them. (laughs) Who knows? All right. All right. All right. Who wants to go first? Who has a question first for Lori? Dr. V, you look like you are itching. I do. I'm, think, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I, I am about 2,000% and very, very excited about your subject matter here. It's, bit, it's a hot topic. Right? Oh, yes. Very hot. So uh, um, I have two questions and you can inf- answer one or infuse the other. It doesn't matter. So wanted to know what your good experiences were and then what was your aha moment that made you put your pen to paper? So because I have never been married and I have all these experiences and I'm very open and straightforward, I've always kind of kept people in the loop about my dating stories for years. I'm talking years and like friends and family would say, you are so funny. You've got to write this down. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So seriously for 10 plus years in last year, In April, I lost my job due to COVID. I was dating. I was miserable. I hated dating. And I'm like, this is it. This is the time. I have the time. I'm writing the book. Okay. And so that's what started it. Um, I was originally going to write it with somebody else, but then I decided I wanted to do it on my own. Okay. Um, So that, I guess the aha moment, the thing that pushed me to do it was COVID because I had the time to do it. Otherwise, I don't even know if I would have done it now, you know, if I had never lost my job. So that was what, you know, kind of ignited my fire to do it. Mm -hmm. And And um, dating stories as well. Do I have what? Do you have any good dating stories as well? 
the book is not about good dating stories. <laughs> I tell everyone it is not a self-help book. Like there is so much bullshit self-help books out there when it comes to dating. We do not need another one. So this is a funny, raunchy, nonfiction, in your face, inappropriate look into the reality of the world of dating. Okay. And like I said, it's not self-help. One of the things, you know, I say is you might want to grab something, you know, grab an alcoholic beverage, maybe a pint of Ben and Jerry's and enjoy this read. And okay. don't come to me for any help. No. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know about all of you, but dating today is not like it used to be. And it is a shit show. It really is. I call it a Seinfeld episode on repeat or a roller coaster ride you cannot get off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, said, I think that's our foundation, guys. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Who's next? So I, I would like to ask a. Oh, go ahead, Nate. No, go, Nate. Okay. Nate and Mika both had their hands up first. Oh, I'm okay. Sure I didn't see them. Mika, unmute yourself. Okay. Still muted. Well, because okay. I was unmuting and he was unmuting. We was like, okay. But um, so I, I read a, a little bit where you say your dating experiences have, some of them have been so horrible and hilarious that we wouldn't even believe it. Give us one of those that you're just like, if you hear that, y'all not going to believe this happened to me. Well, I can tell you, and I do speak about it in my book, I, it's a poop story. So I met somebody <laughs> online dating. We met at a restaurant, had a good first date. You know, I I'm clearly remember like what he looks like. So the second date, I invited him to my apartment and we were going to cook dinner. And to make a long story short, he had to go to the bathroom. He had Ooh. to go number two. And he didn't feel comfortable going in my apartment. Now, at this time in my life, I was living in the city of Cambridge, Mass., which is next to Boston, Mass., and I had a car, but he did not. So because he did not feel comfortable taking a shit in my apartment, he literally asked me to drive him to a public restroom so he oh could do God. what he needed to do. <laughs> and the very first place we went was not to his liking, so we had to find somewhere else. So that is one of my poop chauffeur stories. And I do not remember how the rest of the evening went, but I can tell you I did not see him again. Uh, he sounded like he was full of shit. <laughs> That's the discussion. And some people I've talked to, they're like, oh, no way in hell am I taking a shit in somebody else's apartment. And me, I'm like, if I got to go, I'm going. I'll go right. in your place. I'll go in a porta potty. I'll go wherever I gotta go. So, but yes, that is one of the many kind of ridiculous stories that I've had in my past dating experiences. Hilarious. Well, Laura, I, I, I'm not shitting in the porta potty, but I'm shitting. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Pitch. I'm with you. Hey, I'm, I'm, not equal opportunity. I'm, I'm gonna come out. Hey, where you spray at? You know, that's what I'm doing. Where you spray? Or do you I'm have some matches? Go. You got some matches. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if the match thing actually works. Does that work yeah. at all? Yes, it does. I think matches are just so strong and stinky they kind of just it override. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I dated someone. I used to keep them in my bag 
because I we would go out, I would be like, let me carry matches because I yeah. know this person is gonna tear this bathroom up, and I, you're not about to embarrass me in public. Have all of you guys taken a shit in somebody's house the first time you met them? I haven't. No, I can't go in other people's house. I'm not equal opportunity either. I have. I don't know. <laughs> like, why do you go though? Like, if you have to go, like, say you have a stomach ache and you have to go, the date's over. Not, what are you gonna do? Go I'm home. gonna go. I'm gonna leave. You're literally gonna go home. What if you yeah. can't make it home? I'm gonna make it to the I'm car. Gonna you won't know about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make it to the car and take a shit in your pants. Like, hey, I can't I, even. Hey, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you tomorrow though, and I'm gonna text you. I made it home. <laughs> Like God. Home. No, well, I mean, Lori, we just, you can say I it's better know. to shit on yourself than to shit in somebody else's house. No, no. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's human nature. If someone doesn't want to date you because you got a stomach ache and had to poop in their place. Not the, not the, the problem. The it's problem. my first date. Just, you just turn on the fan. That's all. I mean, if a guy <laughs> pooped in my place on a first date, I would not think anything of it. I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh hell no, I never want to see him again. I mean, what's more embarrassing, taking a shit in someone's apartment or asking someone to drive you to take a shit? Oh, he was taking a shit in somebody's apartment. Okay. He should have Ubered. These are no. the things that we don't we don't pay attention to. The universe has a way of giving us karma we don't want when we don't want it. And it would be just our luck that the moment I decide to go in your home, I'm going to clog the toilet. Your water pressure is going to be low. It's going to be a foul moment that I have never had before. There is right. something going to happen. Something is going to happen. Is that corn? Is All right. Corn? I'm not taking chances. My body automatically shuts down. I can't go in other people's homes. I just can't do it. You got to ask Kegel. You got to have ass Kegels. It just go. Mm -mm. Oh my God. I don't know. No. I'll make it home. I will make it home. I will too. <laughs> it might I'm not even turtling yeah. when I turn on my street, but I'll worry about the turtle when I get on the street. Yeah. But I'm not going to your house. I'm okay. No. It's All a, right. It's a girly I think that's a that's a woman thing. No, well, no, I mean I don't know. Like if I have a stomach ache and I have to go, you can't hold it, I'm gonna go. I mean, that's just me, though. So right. you know. my stomach would be listening to me saying, "You better hold it, hold it." <laughs> Y'all are so squeamish. I don't get it. I'm a girl. And I'm a girly girl. It's, it's something. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just don't. I gotta go in your bathroom. I gotta put your seat down. Then I gotta no, <laughs> no, no, nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope you never experienced diarrhea in somebody else's apartment. But right. That part. Oh, no, no, All right. No. So Nate has a question. Nate, okay. what's your question? Okay, uh, Lord, you almost sound like a uh, kindred spirit to me. Because uh, we're within two years of each other. And I've never been married in nine years. Oh, and I love I, you. And I have my fair share of horror stories, too. So I guess the only thing I can think of is what were the principles of dating? that you held close to your heart that kept you from pulling the trigger with the wrong person? Mm. Well, you know, people have asked me, you know, kind of like that, like, why didn't you ever get married? And my simple answer was, I never found somebody I wanted to marry. Mm. So, um, 
And I've never been, and I'm not saying this is all women, but I've never been like that little girl who's always dreamt about her wedding and the husband in the house and the kids. Like I've always kind of had other things that I was more interested in. And I have never been one who's been afraid to be single. So I think that's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Like if things aren't going well, then I'm, I'm out, you know, it's over. Like I won't stay because I'm afraid to be single or I'm afraid to date again, even though I am single again, I recently broke up with somebody that I dated for a year. So now I am back in the shit show of the single life. Um, so, you know, I, I guess it's just that I never, I don't even know, maybe I'm not meant to be married. I don't even know what the answer is really, but I'm, I'm not like just one that, was like, oh, I'm just going to get married to get married. And I don't have kids and I don't want them now, obviously, at this point in my life. So, yeah, I think I'm that glad to you know would... that you're like near my age and you're, I, I did a podcast with a gentleman who was 51 and never married, no kids. So it is nice to meet other people like us out there. <laughs> right. And you said something key because when you're good in your own space, without somebody else having to be there, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to not tolerate crap. Yeah. Because, you know, with me, as much as I like company, I'm cool with me, mm-hmm. which is why I don't tolerate much. Right. So, no, I agree. I mean, know, I, I, I kind of I felt that, which is why that was the only question I could think to ask you. <laughs> Well, it's a good question. And it's nice, like I said to me, and it's funny that you talk about this because being single and dating, especially people like my own age, I have met many men, and I know there's women as well, who have been married and divorced like two, three times, right? And, but then when you get somebody like me who's never been married in society, the stigma is there's something more wrong with me, but it's more okay to be married and divorced three times. But there's or miserable wrong with me. That doesn't make sense to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Why why is it okay to be failed at three marriages and it's not okay to be never married and there's something wrong with me? So mm-hmm. this is a topic that comes up a lot on the podcasts. Um but I mean if I had my choice, I'd rather be single, never married than you know, divorce three times with a couple kids and whatever. But that's just me. I feel you. I feel you, because to me, divorce is way more than just about two people splitting up if you have kids mm-hmm. in the picture. Right. Because then you got these little lives that you have to account for, and right. it just becomes miserable, because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen in men in my family, friends. I mean, it's, it's so yeah. I think that if you're not if you're not going to be on the same page, you really got to think if you need to pull that trigger because it's so much more than just your marriage at stake. I think people, and I think it's a lot different. Like my parents have been married 52 years. It's different than it used to be. I think people think maybe, oh, if it doesn't work out, we can just get divorced, or it's just different than it used to be back then. You know, my parents got married in the late 60s and dating was different and there was courting and there was romance. And 
just it's just such a different world today. You know what? You really are my spirit animal because my parents will be married <laughs> 54 years next year. Nice. You don't hear that a lot. It's nice. And, and, and because mm-hmm. I came up around that, you know, I had a good example mm-hmm. of kind of what it's supposed to be like. Right. And I was like, I'm not ever going to be another one of these divorce statistics. Yeah, it is high. If, if, I, if I can't, if, if I'm not sure I can get it right the first time, I'm not going to do it. Right. Well, it's good that you know that because a lot of people don't feel that way. So, and that's about being self-aware. And that's another topic that comes up in the podcast all the time is about being self-aware enough to know if you should be dating right. at all right. and self-aware about, you know, where you are mentally, physically, and emotionally before you drag somebody else into your world. Exactly. I feel you. I love it. I love finding other people like me. It's so few of us. I know. We need to create a support group or something. We do need a support group. I'll have to introduce you to my, the other guy who did my podcast. His name was Michael, and I think he's out of Atlanta, and he's 51, never married, no kids, and he's did single. You, did you see my uh, comment in the, in the private chat? Lori in the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm, I'm going to put my e- email address in here. You, you, okay, yeah. You, 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 we got a little connection on here. Y'all right. might be the you, you, you my animal. Right. Nate, you talking about she's your spirit animal, but she human. We're <laughs> <laughs> on the same vibe. I, 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 I get it. I get it. But. It is nice yeah. that you can actually you know, have someone that understands and relates to you because a lot of people, like I was doing this, um, which was so weird because it's so hypocritical. I was doing this uh, dating forum and the people knew that I was 49 and never married. And one of the questions or posed or one woman made a comment, oh God, no, I would never date a guy who's in his 50s and never married because there's something wrong with them. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm almost 50. There's nothing wrong with me. What's your point? And she couldn't come up with it. There's just like this stigma that yeah. there's something wrong with us if we've never been married. But that, that's everybody. And the stigma's going right. in ways because the comment that you made relative to um, being divorced twice or three times and having kids, and that, that's part of my story. I'm definitely been to the altar twice but never been married right because the unions were not correct i didn't go in thinking it's not gonna Mm. i didn't go in thinking oh yeah this is not gonna work let me get married right so when you say i'm gonna i won't go into it if i don't think it's gonna work most people don't have that idea so I, i would say that when you talk about the stigmatism of yourselves you would have to relate back to the four fingers that are that would say you you are stigmatizing someone else when you defend right. that way. So maybe wording your defense would be a little bit different, so mm-hmm. that you could, we, you could see the other side of the coin. The other side of the coin is everybody is looking for self actualization, right? That's what we all want is acceptance. So that's what we're all looking for. Right. When we talk about human relationships. But I do have two questions for you. All right. Is um, you you answered one of them when you talked about your example, and I thought that was good. You might want to tell us about your examples of marriage a little bit and how that impacted you. And the other question was, do you have a type, or did you date across racial racial lines, diversity? Did you see a little bit of everything, or 
Did you just have a type of guy that you were dating? I don't necessarily think I have a type. Um, now that I'm my age, I think I do want to date somebody a little. I don't even, you know what? I have no freaking idea. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's so fucking confusing. Like, Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I like this. I like this. So confusing. I don't know. I obviously don't know. But, okay. like, nothing. No, I mean, I'm just agitated at myself that it, it is so confusing. Like, there are billions of single people and we can't figure it out. Why is this so damn difficult today? Like it's ridiculous how difficult and dating match.com is worth $21.8 billion. Absolutely. That's what, how crazy and how many singles people there are. And like, I don't, you know what? I just, I think from what I learned from my last relationship was he wasn't ready to be in a relationship, which is agitating to me right. because he has too much other shit in his life, like his kids and his job. That yes. I was very open and upfront when we first met that I did want a relationship, but yes. he wasn't self-aware enough to know that he shouldn't be in one. Yes. And then I got dragged into it and now we broke up and it, it, it hurts, you know, yes. it sucks because I, I love him. Yes. And um, I mean, I'm not happy that I have to be dating again. And there's just, it's just, there's so, I shouldn't say this because I do believe in positivity, but I feel like the bad outweighs the good right now when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. But that's a, that's a great place to land. Um, it's a great place to land, Lori, when you talk about what you really, really want. And you said that so eloquently is I really do want a relationship. And so at the beginning or as we're going through, those are the conversations you said you had some of those. But mm -hmm. now you your your tuner, as as Ruth would say, your picker. I was going to add that was going to be my question for when you get done. Refined and it will continue to get refined. Right. And I'm going to hope that. The, the major thing that you cannot do is not begin to hope because I think that tempers your picker. Is that correct, Ruth? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, so I'm very glad to see you to talk about don't don't worry about all the people that point fingers at you and, and da, 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 because everybody is trying to figure out a point of self-acceptance and self-acceptance, but love. Everybody wants it all. Right. Right. Everybody's trying right. to do it. So when somebody points you out, oh, you're you're you, you um you're weirder than me, or what's wrong with you? Right. Why they ask that question? Because they ask a same doggone question about themselves. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, you're right. That is. I'm trying to stay positive, but I feel like at this point, I should title my next book "The Dater Hater." Because that's what I feel like I am, a dater hater right now. And that's so negative. I shouldn't be in that space. But um, Yes, you can. That is a cathartic space. <laughs> Write it out. Get your dollars and cents for it. Make it a journey. Right. And then come on and root now. Pick it up for her picker, please. So, right. Right. <laughs> that kind of goes to my question. My question to you was going to be, through all of these experiences with dating, how many times have you actually reevaluated your picker? You know, because I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. When I heard you tell when uh, Mika asked the question about a bad story, and you said that you drove this man to a bathroom. Ain't no way in hell I'm driving nobody to no damn bathroom. You better walk. 
Like, how did you get here? How did you get to my house? There are just certain things that I am just not right. going to subject myself to when I'm dating, right? right? So it makes me say not to, because, you know, we don't know you. We're just hearing. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. But it makes me wonder what's going on with your picker. Like, how are you evaluating these men that you're choosing to date? And at what point are you reevaluating how you're picking them? Great question. Um, well, regarding like, I, th I think still, like if it happened again, like this whole situation, I probably would still drive him. And I think it's, just <laughs> <laughs> no, like I would never stay, go walk your ass there yourself. Like I would just, that's not me. I would never do that. Like that's, I feel, I feel, I felt bad. Like I felt like two gas stations. What, what am I gonna do? I made it in my bathroom. If if tissue. you were concerned about the comfort of your ass, you should have gone in my house. Right? I know, I, I understand that, but what I'm saying is I think it's because I don't I don't I the older I get, I am more much more self-aware of what I want, and I specifically speak my mind. And I'm brutally honest, and that's probably why a lot of my relationships do not work, I honestly feel. Because I'm like Nate. I don't deal with bullshit. Now, a guy having to take a dump at a public restroom is a lot different than dealing with an ex-boyfriend's ex-crazy-ass wife. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of weigh these things out. They're the same. Yeah. They so, are not the same. They are the same. Oh, bullshit, I don't, I don't bullshit think it is bullshit. Same. You know how we hear the phrase where they say one sin is not greater than another. Mm -hmm. No one bull, one piece of bullshit is not greater than another. It, it, whether you're talking about the shit that come out of your ass or the shit that comes out of your mouth. For me, there I have I don't have the tolerance. The and so of somebody I, to do that. Exactly. So here's the thing. I can understand, and I'm only using this example because you used it as an example. Mm -hmm. You come to my house and you're uncomfortable. Am I the one echoing? Uh, you might be. If you if you look if you uh, operate from a computer and you don't have headphones, you might be the one. Echoing. Well, Mika did have an ocean behind her. How we know it's not her? It was the microphone, and I swapped. Yes, she oh. swapped. Her, her problem. Her issue is fixed. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You might be a problem now. Your I got picker my picker right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I only want to use this as an example because for me, if I'm dating you and you say, I don't want to go to the restroom in your house, I'm going to be like, well, why? Just go to the bathroom because I'm not getting in my car and mm -hmm. I am not driving you to a bathroom. Uh -huh. you, if you have a problem with it, that is your issue. I'm not wasting my time, my gas, my energy to drive you to another gas station. I'm not doing it. And it's uh -huh. not because I don't have respect for your bowels. It's because I have boundaries <laughs> and I have a restroom. And you want me to waste time and gas to take you to a restroom? Where you can what, about, what, what, what about his comfort level? Like he, he should have thought about that because here's the thing: I think about what I'm gonna eat, right? A normal bowel, my normal. <laughs> let's, let's break this down. Right. <laughs> let's break the way this your bowels are supposed to work. You should go to the bathroom between two to three times a day, minimum. Minimum of two, at least three, right? Uh, Some people go two. Two is okay. 
I can't believe we're talking about people's I know. I can't believe I mean, you started this conversation okay. about assholes. We're we really okay. going down the rabbit hole. We are. We are. Hey, but here's the thing. This is why I don't have the tolerance for it. And this is why it's important to talk about this. The boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. Me as a human being, I know what my bowels are. I know if I have to go to the bathroom 20 minutes after I eat, an hour after I eat, I know if I have not gone to the restroom yet and I need to go. So I'm going to plan my time out and my time at people's homes accordingly. I am not going to put myself in a situation where I am out in public and I know that I got to go shit because I don't shit in public and I don't want to have to do it at somebody else's house. First of all, I'm vegetarian, so I don't have a smelly bowel anyway, but I understand that some people do. (laughs) That shit don't stink. <laughs> no, well, I, I know you like to think. But it's because you. of my diet. It is because of my diet. If I eat poorly, then I have a smelly bowel, but I don't. But I know this, <laughs> right? So oh I accordingly. So if I go out to dinner and I know how my bowels move, I'm going to say to you, you know what? Can we stop at my house first? Can I change clothes? I'm going to give you, even if I don't want to be honest with you, I'm an honest person, so I'm going to be honest. But if there's somebody who doesn't want to be honest, I'm going to give you a reason why I need to go to my house. I am not going to subject myself to either not being able to shit at your house or having you drive me someplace to shit. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right. Okay. This is the most bizarre conversation. I have a question. I have a question for Lori. Rebecca can ask her a question. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. We got to take a break. Uh, we're talking to Lori, author of Dating. Uh, what the fuck? If you just joined us, you're probably asking, why are they talking about somebody's shitting? <laughs> Listen, guys, that's just how it goes on Off the Fist. I don't know how we got on this. this get, your, get your ass on the toilet. Yeah, get on the toilet so you, you can get off at the, the next rest stop. Let's go. This is your radio. Hey, what's happening? You already know, man. You rocking with the best right now. This is the home of flies, man. You already know I got to do it with the home team, man. He's the best of the best of the best. I'm addicted to this. He's a wonderful voice. Listening to Off the Bits with Bitch. 